You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from the place where America won its freedom in the heart of Hampton Roads, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Third down two. It's Jackson. Oh, my gosh. Here he goes. He'll sprint. He's being chased by Howard. Looking behind. You can kiss him goodbye. Touchdown. He is electrifying. He is also apparently a player nobody wants. Yesterday was one of the weirdest days of my entire career covering the NFL. And I and I half expected to wake up today and, and see some logic. I'm grasping here. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Robbie Vogler is the one behind the glass keeping us up and running. And and Lamar Jackson, nobody wants him. If you missed the news yesterday, he the non-exclusive franchise tag was placed on Lamar Jackson. Which means that any team in the NFL can negotiate with him. Sign him to an offer sheet, and if the Ravens don't want to match that offer sheet then whoever signs him to the offer sheet would acquire Lamar Jackson for that contract. And then they'd have to give two first-round picks to, uh, to the Ravens. And it became a race. It became a competition to see how many teams could, could quickly say they are not even going to reach out or pursue Lamar Jackson. It started with the Falcons, and I went, that is weird. Then it was the Panthers, and then it was the Raiders, and and it just went on, on, and on down the list. A 26-year-old former MVP quarterback became available in a sport where quarterbacks are the most valuable currency you can have, and there was an avalanche of teams for the next two hours saying they did not want him. And we're not going to pursue him. Not even a call. Not even a, hey, what are you looking for? Now, to, to just, yeah, I assume there's collusion of some kind. It's going to be impossible to prove, right? I assume the owners are all looking around going, hey, if we all don't do this, then our quarterbacks won't come and ask us for more money in the future. But these are billionaires. You don't, you, I mean, there's going to be nothing in writing, nothing on recording. They know what they're doing. At least that's my assumption. NFLPA, uh, according to a Trey Wingo tweet, said uh, regarding this, meaning it was replying to a tweet about collusion, regarding this, spoke with sources at the NFLPA, Players Association, and they're keeping a very close eye on the Lamar situation for that very reason. Regarding the C word, there's constant concern about that. Obviously, the C word, he's referencing collusion, just to eliminate any dirty minds out there. But even with the collusion thing, this is what blows my mind, okay? And if you have a reason that everybody is not going after Lamar Jackson, and I'm not even saying they got to sign him to a giant offer sheet. They're not even calling about him. If you have a reason, I want to hear it. 757-687-9494. Go ahead and call in. 757-687-9494. Because I thought even if there was like a wink, wink, nod, nod, 
under the table agreement not to. I always thought that NFL owners were too competitive against each other to let a huge opportunity pass. Right? If, 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 if there's a possibility you get to be that owner that holds up the Lombardi trophy on the podium after a Super Bowl, I thought the owners would do it whether it made the other owners mad or not. Warren Sharp, who, who Sharp Football is uh, a, a very, very uh, progressive in all the analytics and everything. He's, he's, a, he's a, an analyst. We'll call it that way, but it, legit. Put out a tweet that, that showed how confusing this conversation is. Uh, it's the first time somebody paid to be able to put a longer tweet out. Like, you know, if you don't pay for whatever the Twitter su- supreme, you only get to put up 140 characters. Uh, this one was a novel, so he uh, he's obviously paid for it. It's the first time I was happy someone did that. So go check out the full tweet, but I'll give you the highlights, or at least the ones I thought was a highlight. In part, it read, uh, there is a 26-year-old quarterback in his prime who won the MVP. Available. The Ravens, ready for this, have spent the number one fewest amount of dollars. They've spent the least amount of money on offensive players in the last four years. The Ravens have spent the second least amount of money on wide receivers in the last four years. Their running back room was decimated by injuries for two straight years. Yet the Ravens are 46-19 and with Lamar as a starter. In his four years as a starter, despite the fact that they've spent almost no money compared to other teams to help him on offense, he has led the Ravens in a very tough AFC, by the way, to the third seed in the playoffs, the third seed in the playoffs, the fifth seed in the playoffs, and the number one seed in the playoffs in the AFC. And there's more. Like, you can go, like, again, it's a long tweet, or you could just go to his stat page and look up all his accolades. But the second part of it is there are teams out there that have struggled to find a quarterback for years and years, decades in some cases. They've used multiple first-round picks on quarterbacks that have failed. They've paid hundreds of millions of dollars to quarterbacks that haven't worked out. They've chased every available or seemed to be maybe available quarterback that might have an ounce of value for years. From chasing Matt Stafford and offering big trades and contracts to chasing Deshaun Watson despite the fact that he had 22 pending civil lawsuits at the time to trade for him for a ton and give him a giant contract to Aaron Rodgers, who looks like more drama than anyone could possibly put up with. They've pursued every different quarterback that looks like they might be able to win a Super Bowl, And yet they have no interest in even starting a negotiation with Lamar Jackson. They have no interest in even reaching out to Lamar Jackson to hear what he wants. And they decided all of that within 60 minutes of the Ravens putting the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. How? How? And you want to get to the real collusion part of it? How did the Ravens know this was how it was going to go? Because it's a big risk putting your starting quarterback on a non-exclusive tag, but it's looking like it wasn't a risk at all. Why? Because they must have known how this was going to go. That's where the collusion comes in. This is unexplainable. And the more I look at it, the more confused I get. 
I mean, you're not even going to read. I'm not. I'm not saying every team that needs a quarterback has to make a giant offer to Lamar Jackson. In my opinion, most of the teams that need a quarterback should make an offer to Lamar Jackson. But I'm not saying that like, oh, the only explanation for for not making an offer to Lamar is is ridiculous and it has to be collusion. I'm saying if you don't even reach out and talk to him, something fishy's going on here. And I can't explain it. Jacob in Virginia Beach is on the call-in line, has some thoughts on the Lamar Jackson situation. You can call in as well. Matter of fact, we encourage you to. I want to hear from you. 757-687-9494 is the call-in number. 757-687-9494. Jacob, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say about Lamar? Yeah, thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think you just mentioned it, but more of if the Ravens took a risk knowing this would be a thing to convince him to stay, like, hey, nobody else is going to – pay you and rebuild an offense for you so why not just stay here where we built it around you I, I think that's that's exactly what's going on I think that's exactly what the Ravens are hoping happens right and and the best yeah. and the best part about thank you for the call the best part about it for the Ravens is it's 32 million dollars that's what the non-exclusive contract is one year 32 million the exclusive contract which is is the I mean I thought the the bare minimum is 45 million so everybody else is doing the Ravens a solid. Like, this is how crazy it is. At the very least, other teams should not want him playing for the Ravens for $32 million. Right? At the very least, they should be making him an offer just so the Ravens have to match it. Right? Like, like you don't want the, your opponent to have the cheapest, best quarterback in the league, meaning the best value. Right? Just if you're just looking to mess over other teams, you put in a super duper reasonable deal that that it might even lowball Lamar Jackson, but the Ravens like a one year forty five million dollar deal, make them pay the forty five anyway. It just it, it it doesn't make any sense to to get out early. It doesn't make any sense to get out early. Right? It, it, why not have the full conversation? Let's go to the text line. It's the Dream Lawns text line, 757-687-9494. I also want you to call in on this one, 757-687-9494. Robbie, what are they saying? Tim, from the 309, maybe nobody thinks he's worth what Lamar thinks he is worth. I know that. No one thinks – that's they don't know what Lamar thinks he's worth. They they didn't call they they were out within a an hour I almost said a year within an hour of him being on the non they they didn't talk to him. That's what I'm saying. Like oh we called Lamar his number was too high we told him ah it's too high. That's fair that's fine whatever. But but the fact that within an hour and a half, every team that needed a quarterback was in a rush to say, nope, not us, nope, not us. Some of them were saying it even before they put the franchise tag on them. That's, that's unbelievable. Let's go back to the call-in line, Ron, in Newport News. Again, that call-in number is 757-687-9494. Ron, what's your take on the, uh, the Lamar situation? Yeah, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you very much for calling in. What do you got? Uh, I just think it's a shame, man. This guy is one of two players to ever be the uh, league MVP, 
and now everybody else getting paid at the same position that he's playing, and he's got to beg for a contract that's worthy of, 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 him, of him signing, I just think it's out of line. This is the bad part of the NFL that uh, I don't enjoy myself. Uh, just just to, to make sure we're clear on this one, you meant like one of two guys to win an MVP in his first two years or something like that, right? No, one of two guys to win the MVP unanimously. Unanimously. Okay, cool. Uh, appreciate the call-in. Uh, again, that call-in number is 757-687-9494. No, I don't, I don't think anyone is – like the cra- like, I don't think anyone is talking down on the peak of Lamar Jackson. Everybody knows how good of a player he is, how good of a player he can be, because do you know who has the fourth highest winning percentage in NFL history as a starting quarterback? It'd be weird if it was someone other than Lamar after I set that up, right? It's Lamar Jackson. You know who two of the guys above him are? Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. So sure, yeah. I guess if the, the, the Panthers think they can get Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady in their primes, then yeah, go, go right ahead. That's a, that's a smart move. Everybody else, the best you can do is get a quarterback that doesn't win as often as Lamar. He's the fourth highest win percentage. And sure, he's hurt a lot, but they signed Deshaun Watson to a five-year fully guaranteed contract after he didn't play for essentially two years. Lamar's played a lot more games in the last two years than Deshaun Watson played when he signed the deal with the Browns. This conversation is going to continue. Keep calling in. Keep texting 757-687-9494. And also, this is some more franchise tag news. Daniel Jones getting signed, which just, I mean, just sign Lamar to an offer sheet that Daniel Jones had, right? The whole conversation is coming up next. Again, the call in line 757-687-9494. More on Lamar next. The only show that can take a lesson from Happy Gilmore and apply it to NFL off-season strategy. It's all in the head. Yeah, it's all in the head. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Second and goal. Fake to Barkley. Jones stepping up. Daniel Jones looking, throwing. End zone touchdown, Isaiah Hodgins. That was Daniel Jones. Touchdown, Daniel Jones. Fox play-by-play. That was one of one of the, what, 15 touchdown passes he threw this year? He got $94 million guaranteed. How about it? How, how about we make that the new, the new standard? You get a little over $4 million guaranteed per touchdown pass in your last full season. Maybe that's how we'll, we'll finally get like the Mahomes and Allens up to market value of like $200 million a year. It's a Tim Donnelly show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Lamar Jackson. Well, we don't know how much he's going to get offered, so we don't know if that's going to hit. But uh, but we, we know that something is amiss, right? You have an MVP level quarterback who's won the fourth highest percentage of games he's ever played, like of any quarterback that's ever played. If he starts a game, fourth highest winning percentage. Uh, and and yet everybody ran as quick as they could to get out of the negotiation pool yesterday. Brian in Newport News is on the call-in line. Uh, I want to keep this conversation rolling. Uh, the call-in number is 757-687-9494 if you want to join in on the conversation. Brian, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say about Lamar? Um, I think that the owners are realizing that they are paying these guys way too much money. 
and they're about to try to take a stand. Um, they want to take a stand on how much they really think a guy is worth to their uh, franchise and their organization. Uh, thanks for taking my call, man. Appreciate it. This, I, I hear that, okay? I'm completely okay with with teams not wanting to give him five years, $230 million guaranteed, which is what Deshaun Watson received. The part that's really, really, really strange to me is getting out of the negotiations before they know that someone's willing to pay him that much, right? All you have to do to get Lamar Jackson on your team is offer $1 more than the Ravens are willing to pay, right? So they don't match the offer and give up two first round picks. That's a steal. So if you're out there and you're saying, hey, I've seen other teams overpay quarterbacks, I don't want to get caught in that. This is like one of the few situations where the price is being artificially held down. You can't trade for a player of Lamar Jackson's quality for two first-round picks. It's a rent-controlled quarterback acquisition. You're being grandfathered into some, some other weird deal. It's a loophole. Now, like That's not when you take the stand. Just Or how about this? How about this? Offer him a three-year deal. Offer him a three-year deal. All he can do is not sign, right? Why not draw up? What, what, what did uh, Daniel Jones just got? He got $82 million over the first two years, $94 million guaranteed on a four-year 160. Yeah. Why not offer that to Lamar? Heck, you might get Lamar for Daniel Jones' prices. Or at the very least, you'd make the Ravens have to pay $94 million rather than get them for one year 32 this year. Why would you bail so early? Why would you bail so early? That's what. That's the part that is not computing. Everyone that's making all, oh, he's got an injury history. Fine. Make it a shorter term deal. Oh, he, he's... Uh, uh, Oh, the, the, the wins should be tallied to John Harbaugh. Fine. Offer him less. Offer him $38 million a year. Right? Like, like, staying in the negotiations doesn't mean you're saying, yeah, I'm in for five years, $250 million guaranteed. What you're saying is, let's see if we can get this for, for a steal. Right? Anyone that's ever been at an auction, right? You might look at something and be like, I don't really want that, but I mean, the current bid is, is a fourth of the price. All right. Yeah. I'm in. And then as soon as anyone gets anywhere neat, all right, never mind. I'm out. I, I didn't really want it that bad anyway, but I had to see it through. I had to see it through. And, 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 and in the NFL, football is a game of inches, Right. I mean, I'm literally going to go full any given Sunday on you. And the inches are everywhere around us, right? You got, you have to, you must. It is a requirement. If you don't, you are being negligent to your franchise. You have to look at every possible option, right? If, if you, like the, the Bears right now, have the number one overall pick, they're going to look at everything possible to do with that number one overall pick. Including, they're going to look at like, you know, 
edge rushers and defensive tackles, but also offensive linemen, but also quarterbacks, but also receivers. But why? Because if you don't, you're doing a disservice to your franchise. So if there is this quarterback out there, Lamar Jackson, look into it. Right, the the Bears looking into offensive linemen doesn't mean they're going to draft an offensive lineman. It just means they're you know watching tape. Lamar Jackson was put at the non-exclusive franchise tag yesterday about three fifteen. By three sixteen, the Falcons, Panthers, everybody had already messaged their favorite insider to say we're completely out. That's unfair. Something is amiss. Let's go back to the text line again. The call and text lines are open 757 687 9494. Robbie, what do you got? Tim, a lot of people are calling in saying the injury history has a lot to do with Lamar Jackson and the, the lack of interest. Dak Prescott got a market setting deal before they knew he was going to be Dak Prescott again. He was coming off the ankle injury. We all watched on national television. His ankle was pointed the wrong way, didn't affect his market at all. At all Kyler Murray isn't injury prone Kyler Murray gets hurt all the time and he's he's never had the season Lamar Jackson had and he's smaller than Lamar Jackson and even when he's hurt but still playing he plays much worse than Lamar Jackson when Lamar Jackson plays he could be banged up bruised as long as he can get to the starting line he is one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen Kyler Murray, if he has an owie, a bruise, he plays much worse. Kyler Murray got a big deal. Dak Prescott got a big deal. Injury histories are the reason Lamar Jackson isn't even being talked to. What else you got? From the 757, this texture believes that the Colts should trade up to get Lamar for if they're going to have to, if they're going to trade up to get CJ Stroud, potentially you're going to give it the same. Sure. I mean, I'm, again, I, I don't. If the Colts want to go get a younger quarterback and they want to go on the rookie contract thing, I'm not gonna the I'm not gonna hold that against them. Okay, like I, I am completely aware that trading two first round picks and paying Lamar Jackson a bunch of money might not be for everyone. But how do you know it's not for you if you didn't look into it? I mean, like best case scenario. Those rookie court, like best case scenario, Anthony Richardson has a single season like Lamar Jackson has shown he plays every single time when he's healthy. What else you got on the text line? I'm, I'm reading the text right now and I want to respond to each one, but I'm, but I'm, 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 we need to make sure we, we have order and we can keep things in line here. From Romo 10, the 757, when was the last time that Baltimore broke the bank for any player? It's a genuine question. He's just not sure. Maybe they're just cheap. I mean, the first one that jumped into my mind was they made Joe Flacco the highest paid quarterback in the history of the NFL. Um, now, granted, that was right off of Super Bowl, uh, but but I don't think anyone, and and I am as big of a Joe Flacco fan as there is. I don't, uh, I don't think anyone's mistaken Joe Flacco for an, an NFL MVP. I mean, is he the Pepsi Rookie of the Year and a Super Bowl MVP? Absagosh-darn-lutely. But I don't think anyone, I don't think he's got a whole bunch of real NFL MVP votes. Give us one more. And from the 757, and a lot of people are just saying they think the fix is in on Lamar. There's no way that you can't come to the conclusion that there is some sort of collusion. Sorry, I didn't mean to to put <laughs> that in there, but that's just kind of the way it is. It's If if you don't believe it, it's it's just delusion. There you go. And and really, it's an intrusion. Oh, I'm going to stop.
Um, I, I, I don't think it's formal, but I think it's like you're looking across the room going, are we doing this? Are we doing this? We're going to do this, right? We're going to do this. Okay, all right, we're doing it. And, and and like no one had to say anything. Again, I don't think you're going to find like text messages from Jerry Jones to every every owner in the NFL saying, uh, hey, if if we if we don't offer anything to Lamar Jackson, then nobody worse than Lamar Jackson can ever come demanding money from us ever. Like I don't think you're going to find that smoking metaphorical gun. But it definitely feels like it. Definitely feels like it. Quickly here, we'll go to the call-in line. Tony in Hampton has a, a comparison here. Again, the call-in number is 757-687-9494. Tony, thanks for calling in. What do you have? So good evening to y'all. Uh, I just believe that uh, it is collusion on behalf of the owners and the NFL. Uh, I'm looking at this situation uh, to a similar situation with uh, Doug Williams after he uh, won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, he had some sort of injury, and they said that, well, you know, you got this outside of football. And then uh, that that following year, people were starving for quarterbacks, and they were getting scrubs off the street, but not one person picked up the phone to call Doug Williams. And Lamar is getting treated in the same manner. And, you know, I believe that Lamar is his own guy, and he wants to be his own agent. And uh, they're feeling like, uh, you know, well, you're not going, you're not, you're not playing the system way. And uh, I, I just believe that it's collusion on his behalf uh, against him. And I said, you, uh, when Joe Barrow, uh, when it's time for his contract to come around, he's not going to have this problem. Josh Allen, he's not going to have this problem when his contract come around. They're going to give that guy, those guys, their money. And I, and I believe that those guys going to deserve their money. But how come the brothers can't get their money when it's time for them to get paid? Uh, I, I appreciate the call. It, it is worth pointing out if 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 the race thing is brought up that, I mean, right now the highest paid quarterbacks in the league are Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, uh, amongst the top three or four. So so the, the, the problem I have with Lamar Jackson is that no one's had to go through this. If you're as good as Lamar Jackson has played at quarterback, you get paid astronomic amounts of money. And it's it's kind of really one of the only like guarantees in sports is if a quarterback plays really well, they get paid. If it's Mahomes, if it's Allen, if it's uh, Lamar, except it's not Lamar. That's where it doesn't make any sense to me. Deshaun Watson played really well at quarterback and took everybody through a very different journey that would, I would think, give owners pause, and it gave them no pause. Again, if you have thoughts on the subject, 757 Eight seven nine four nine four. That's seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four. I do want to get to the uh, the Giants and Daniel Jones as well, so we'll try to do that coming up next. Uh, but if you want to keep talking Lamar, we can keep doing that too. Stick around. Finding solutions to sports' biggest problems is a team effort. Join the team and call the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one at seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. The show is presented by Larry King Law. Lamar Jackson, everybody's out. The call line, you can be on, 757-687-9494. Brock and Hampton joining us on the call-in line. Brock, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say about Lamar? Hey, what's going on, man? So, hey, yeah, I'm just super confused about the way 
you know, people are, are, are taking it, you know, especially with the last caller talking about Joe, Joe Burrow and, mm-hmm. and Josh. The difference with those two guys is they both were available and healthy and played in the playoffs the last two years. You know, the Ravens. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, I just want to jump in. Uh, Joe Burrow was not available his second year in the league, at least. So you're saying just just we only look at the last two years? I'm saying we're, we're talking about get, he wants to get paid right now. And if the Ravens are going to look at this man wants to get paid and he wants guaranteed money, they have to take into consideration the fact that the last two years he was not available for the playoffs in a game that they lost last year. If they would have made the playoffs this year, he wasn't going to be able to play again. And, and he plays the position in a way that just brings an inherent risk to injury. And it just happens. And, and the kid is extremely talented, and I, I want to see him see him play. But you have to look at guys like RG3 and Cam Newton and, and see that this has happened before to players that play the position in that way. There is an inherent risk, and that's a lot of money that it seems like he is asking for guaranteed for someone who you can't even guarantee is going to be there to play when you need him. Okay, so so is that explaining why they wouldn't even make a reasonable contract offer? Like, like it, if, if all of that tamps down his price, why would you be out a half hour after he gets the non-exclusive tag? I, you know, I think it has a lot to do, personally, the way I see it is the Deshaun Watson contract, I think, is what brought into perspective um, from the Mars side that there's a lot of money guaranteed to be made. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's been very obvious from what everyone, you know, has said is that all, most teams in the league were not on board with what the Browns did, and that was a precedent that was set that I don't think anyone else is really willing to touch, and they don't want it. To no, I, I completely route. understand that. So why not offer him a not fully guaranteed deal? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I really, I don't know. I, I can't really answer that. I don't think really any of us can. You know, I'm just looking at it purely from the perspective of just, you know, his availability that from in years past. You know, with what he's really looking for guaranteed wise, but I, I really don't know. Okay. I think a lot of times it happened that we just might never really know from the outside that maybe they're privy to on the inside. Thanks, Brock. Thank you for the call. Uh, call back in any time, 757-687-9494. That's the thing right there. Like, his, his, like the NFL, because it's a competition and because contracts are eventually made public and because they keep a scoreboard on the, the wall every Sunday, normally we do get the answers. Right, if you if you can use basic logic, you can go, oh, this is why they did that. If they cut a player, that you're like, wow, what a surprise cut. They go spend that money somewhere else, and I go, okay, they cut this veteran wide receiver. They spend it on offensive line. They felt they needed a better offensive line. I don't think we're ever going to get an answer on why all of these teams got out of the Lamar Jackson negotiations so quickly. Like, imagine you are somebody that follows the Falcons religiously. You're a fan. Is, is And they end up starting week one Desmond Ritter. No disrespect to Desmond Ritter, but you're like, that. this is the reason you, you took 12 minutes to decide you're out on Lamar? That, like, Washington. Sam Howell might be Tom Brady. But he is a fifth-round, second-year player with one start. You didn't even, you didn't even make a call? Right? Like there's there's even ways that are that are like let me let me let me break this down for you because I did a lot of googling and researching uh, NFL quarterback contracts last night looking for an explanation here. 
You could even work a contract in a way that is practically guaranteed, but not fully guaranteed. Think of Patrick Mahomes' deal. Patrick Mahomes' deal, essentially, the first day of every league year, his next three contracts, next three years, become fully guaranteed. Which means at any one point in time, you only have about 80 to $100 million guaranteed. But if you ever bail on him, it's going to cost 80 to $100 million against the, the cap. So no one's ever going to do that, which essentially guarantees next year, this year. And then once you get to the next year, that rolls over again. Right? So maybe it's not fully guaranteed, but it's practically guaranteed. Like, like why not call and ask? Why not call and ask? Again, the call-in number is 757-687-9494. Carlton in Chesapeake has a, a, a thought on the Lamar back and forth. Uh, Carlton, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say? The thing I want to say is that I think that the loyalty that it takes to bond with a quarterback management and coaches has now been destroyed. Baltimore will never, ever win with Lamar because Lamar's never going to have the loyalty that he thinks or the trust that he has for the organization. They might as well go ahead and trade this man and let him go someplace else and find it someplace else because now that's, that's all out the window. I mean – you're going to sit there and going to play with somebody after they've, I mean, almost given their, their body up and everything else to make this organization a winning organization. And then when it comes time to be compensated, you're going to play games. No, that loyalty's out the window. If I was Lamar, I wish he could play baseball. (laughs) It's a great, it's a great point. Thank you very much, Carlton. Sorry, we're up against it. And I want to respond real quickly here. Um, The, the, the dynamics if he has to go back and play for for Baltimore. Fascinating. I have no idea how that would go. I would not be super jacked to go play for the team that put me through all of this. Uh, but, you know, he might have to. There's there's a pretty decent chance that whatever offer sheet is signed, they'll match, and then he'll have to go back and play for Baltimore. And maybe then it is just cold and callous in business, right? I'm not playing through any hurts and owies and injuries because it's business. I got to protect mine. You didn't give me the guaranteed deal, so I'm going to guarantee I'm healthy next year for you. I'll be sitting this one out. right? The loyalty, the family atmosphere in a locker room, that can that can be tainted pretty quickly. It's a Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We will have an opportunity later in the show to keep this conversation rolling, but it is Wednesday, and uh, right at the end of the 3 o'clock hour, every single Wednesday, or just about every single Wednesday, we talk with Dr. Wood Selig, ODU's athletic director. Uh, it was a rough ending for the men's basketball team. The women's basketball team also fell short of their goals, and we'll start the conversation with that one when we talk ODU sports with ODU's athletic director, Dr. Wood Selig, coming up next. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Dr. Wood Selig, ODU's athletic director, connecting with us on the phone line just as he does uh, every single week, and we appreciate him for it. Uh, Dr. Selig, let's let's start with kind of a, a, a state of the basketball program, men's and women's. Uh, basketball seasons came, uh, came to an end since last time we, we've talked to you, the Sun Belt tournaments. Your thoughts on on the season as a whole and, and things moving forward with both with both pro both programs. There we go. Yeah, yeah. No, that's you know, obviously that this time of year you assess how did we do. Uh, you know, the men's basketball went from eleven wins the previous year to nineteen wins. So we had an eight win improvement. We wanted to get to twenty. That would have meant we we won our first round game. I think we won either seven of the last eight or seven of the last nine regular season games. 
We beat the top three teams in uh, the Sunbelt Conference in Louisiana, who's going to the NCAA tournament, Southern Miss, and who was the third? Um, Marshall. So, you know, we beat the top three, so we proved that we are one of the better teams. Obviously, the, the Sunbelt Conference tournament first-round game uh, was extremely disappointing. Uh, Texas State just completely took it to us from the get-go, and uh, we, we didn't shoot well. We, we backed down, I think, a little bit. Uh, but ironically, on the men's side, if you look at the, the four schools from, uh, that are new to the Sunbelt Conference, uh, you have Marshall. They lost in their first-round game, first time playing in the Pensacola Civic Center. Uh, Southern Miss was the number one overall, number one seed. They lost in their first-round game. And then ODU lost in our first-round game. So three of the four who were new to the Sun Belt did not win their their first game in the tournament. It's a really unique arena. It's a dark environment. It's a tough shooting background. Uh, maybe, hopefully, uh, we've, we've learned some things from the experience this year that will help us with better success next year. So I'm, I'm optimistic where our men's basketball program is, uh, the trajectory that we are on. We have four seniors, uh, and really, you know, only one, one was a, a really substantial contributor. Uh, other than that, we have everybody coming back, plus some really good recruits and some potential more recruits uh, coming in as well. So I, I'm very optimistic about men's basketball. Women's basketball uh, won 22 games. Uh, you know, we, we came within three points of, of JMU, uh, you know, who won the tournament by, by a 30-point margin in the final game. Had we beaten JMU, we all felt like we were going to be the Sunbelt Conference champions. So we're really knocking at the door of the top of the Sunbelt in women's basketball. Both programs will finish with a net, which the old RPI, uh, a, a net ranking in the probably 140-150 range at a 360-some men and women's basketball programs. So we're easily in the top half, probably in the top 40% of college basketball programs. We'd like to be at least in the top uh, 25% at the top quartile. Uh, when you're in that kind of level, you're looking at either NCAA or NIT participation. And that's, we, we want both programs to be postseason built and postseason ready. Uh, so, you know, that's something that, that we'll be working on with both men and women's basketball. But I think there's a lot to be proud of this year. Uh, I think there's a lot to improve upon and a lot to, to build on to hopefully become the, the premier basketball program, both men and women, in the Sun Belt Conference. I will say Pensacola is a phenomenal championship site, and we took probably 100 or so fans to Pensacola. Uh, Marshall must have had 1,000 fans down there. Louisiana, Lafayette had probably 2,000. South Al had a couple thousand. So schools that are closer took a, a, a larger number. But for those who sat in Hampton Roads and thought maybe I'm going to go to the Sunbelt Conference Tournament next year, they really need to act on that because you're at the beach, you're Pensacola Beach. It's a great community, great environment, great restaurants, and some really good basketball throughout the week. So it, it is a much better uh, atmosphere. 
and a much better experience for our student athletes, our coaches, and our fans in the Sun Belt with this championship format and the location of Pensacola than what we experienced in Conference USA. Dr. Wood Seeley, go to use athletic director, joining us here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 on the phone lines. Uh, Wood, the, the, the men's loss in, in the tournament, you, you brought it up. It, it, it was a tough one. Um, back down, I think I think was the, the word you use, or it felt like it a little bit. Um, our, our text line had some, some very emotional responses from, from some fans. How much does a, a loss like that change the way or tinge the way you look at kind of that last – you know, I actually, you know, you said seven out of eight, seven out of nine. I think the last 12 games of the regular season were, were a big uptick. But but how much is that kind of washed away by such a such a brutal loss in the tourney? It's not washed away at all. I mean, you could have put that game in January. You know, it happened to come in the conference championship. Yeah, horrible timed uh, you know, game to, to, you know, emerge mm-hmm. uh, in first game in, in the conference championships. So, you know, that, that was uh, disappointing, obviously. Uh, no one is, is more disappointed than our coaches and our student-athletes. You know, keep in mind, we, you know, our shoot-around, because we played at five and because we have men and women playing on the same floor, our shoot-around was going to be at 7 a.m. the day of the game. We had never been in that facility until we played that night. We started off one for 11 shooting, Texas State had played the previous game, the previous day, and they played here before in previous years. People underestimate the advantage and the value and familiarity with a facility, and it, it definitely showed. You know, and again, like I said, there were four new schools in the Sun Belt Conference, and three of them who were, you know, Marshall was a third seed, Southern Miss was a one seed. They got beat their first day, first game on that floor. It, it's it's not just coincidence. And and, and to jump to a, a spring sport here, ODU baseball, uh, they've won twelve straight games with with we're talking national honors coming to some guys on the on the roster, a uh, whole bunch of home runs, which we've kind of become used to with with ODU baseball. Uh, that strong start from the baseball program as they try to establish themselves as as you know obviously Sun Belt new members, but also uh, on the national scale. Um, how encouraging is that? And and how do you expect them to keep it rolling as they do get into conference play and everything else later in the season? Well, Sunbelt Conference is probably one of your top four or five conferences of the 32 Division I conferences in America. I, I would expect that four to five, maybe six Sunbelt schools are going to get NCAA bids to the postseason baseball championship. So it's, it's a really deep conference. It's, it's great for recruiting because kids want to go against the best. And when you play in the Sun Belt, uh, it, it's just on It's on par with ACC. It's on par with SEC with multiple bids and the, the type of you know, successful athletes that you're going against each and every day. So, yeah, I mean, we, we have a, a really tough series against Charlotte, former Conference USA opponent, this weekend at Charlotte. That will be a good barometer and, and the first real big road test. And then we'll start conference play. And and it's going to be a you know it's it's going to be a, a chore to to get through the Sun Belt successfully. But I think Coach Finwood and his staff have done a terrific job. We've got a, a phenomenal group of of young men. Uh, we got some great hitters on the team. We've improved our pitching. 
Uh, our defense is always good under Coach Finwood, uh, and it's just a fun team to watch. Uh, there's a lot of talent, and it's it's coming at the right time as we try and you know raise twenty million dollars for a brand new baseball stadium. Uh, we we expect that in twenty four we'll be basically on the road every single game because the the the, the location of our stadium where it is today will. It'll be ground zero this time next year, and we'll be constructing a new baseball complex. So in 24, we'll be playing on the road every single game. We're looking for a site locally where we could at least play, quote, ODU home games before we get the brand-new stadium uh, in in play in 25. So uh, really excited about where we are, about the future of ODU baseball, and it's just a fun team to watch. So I would encourage everybody to try and get out to the bud while they can before it is removed and replaced uh, with with the Dennis Elmer Family Baseball Complex. Speaking of raising funds, one uh, one former ODU athlete may have may have raised his uh, his contract coming up here this this uh, draft season by by way of vaulting himself up NFL draft boards. Were you able to catch uh, any of Zach Kuntz's performance at the combine where he? pretty much lit up every record book and everything else you, you could possibly do at that event? Yeah, I was getting text messages from fans and from friends uh, who were following mm. the, the combine. And yeah, that, that didn't surprise me because he's just such a phenomenal athlete. And the sad thing is I really think that he was going to have a, a real breakout year before he hurt his knee uh, against Liberty. And you know, with an abundance of caution, the coaches – really held him out and, and protected him for his next chapter, which is going to be probably a long run in the NFL. And, and he's going to be another one of those, oh, yeah, he played at ODU, like Zach Paschal, like Taylor Heineke, you know, Rick Lovato, the, the list goes on. So he'll be another proud monarch in the NFL that our fans can really enjoy following for a long time. Dr. Seelig, we always appreciate you for stopping by, and uh, we'll look forward to doing it again next week. Thank you, Tim. Have a good week.